Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18plusbegambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. This is a game day podcast from Talk Sport. Game day, your verdict. What a day we've had in the Premier League. We saw an unbelievable result in our game day exclusive commentary on TalkSport. Norwich beat Manchester City 3-2 at Carrow Road. And to make the day even worse for the champions, Chelsea, Spurs, Manchester United and Liverpool all took home three points. You've had your say on TalkSport and TalkSport 2. Here's the very best of your thoughts from the full-time phone-in with Adrian Durham and Perry Groves and your verdict with me and Darren Bent. This is Game Day, your verdict, the podcast. Right, let's get straight into it. Here's James, a Chelsea fan, who, following the Blues' 5-2 win against Wolves, says that Chelsea are better off without a certain Belgian forward. It was a great performance, but we're not going to get too carried away. Last season, Wolves did do us away, and they did do us at home. But this game, it was different. This game was the first time I've seen Chelsea in a long time play with a bit more shape. We had a bit more shape, we had a bit more passion. We had a bit more passion. Tammy Abraham, he holds up the ball great, very great. And Hazard leaving us is a blessing in disguise because we're, now we're playing towards the striker. We're playing towards Tammy Abraham. Not, Hazard, Hazard leaving, leaving is a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah. Not one of the world's I, best players. Are you? I know you've done well today, like 5-2, but let's all calm down a little bit. The reason why, because with Hazard, we play, we play towards Hazard. We play towards Hazard. Every man play towards him and teams with a small now we're playing towards our strikers I, believe it or not for me I, I'm a different team we, we got players in the box we got players making the runs we, we just don't have players who just pass to Hazard on the wing we got we got more space we got Tammy Abraham for seven goals was the last time the Chelsea strikers scored seven goals in in four games. He's the Premier League's top scorer which is absolutely amazing but James thanks for that I mean you've, you've made Perry's night um, <laughs> a blessing in disguise. <laughs> well, I, think I mean, they're getting carried away with Frank. It's, it's a tough place to come. They haven't lost here for a long time. They get good results. Well, they got good results last year against the, the top six teams because they defend so well. They don't concede opportunities much and because they're so dangerous on the counter-attack. But um, So we changed the system. The players took that on board really well. And yeah, uh, yeah, I'm delighted delighted to be able to come in and score five goals because not many do that. After winning at, at, at what most people would see as a Chelsea uh, no-brainer, um, we've won five two at Wolves. Wolves. Wolves aren't a bad team, but I think, you know, as much as Eden Hazard is my favourite player, 
we, I think we might have actually, um, you know, uh, sort of moved on from that now. And there's so many youngsters that are represented. I mean, my dad went to the under-23 match last night at Stamford Bridge. And I've had a discussion with my father today, yeah? And he said, Hudson uh, Adoy, Callum Hudson Adoy was outstanding, yeah? And also Reese James. So I think what Chelsea are doing and stepping in the right direction under Frank Lampard, I, I, you know, I don't expect to win anything this year. Not at all. But I think we are moving in the right direction, Adrian and uh, Terry. Let me ask you a question, though. You don't expect to win anything. That's fine. But if you don't yep. finish top four, is that an issue? Oh, massive. Frank massive out. issue. But we will finish top four because we're that, we're, we're that good. Matt, I can't see it. Don't I forget can't... we've got... Listen, listen Perry and um, Adrian. We've got Ruben Loftus-Cheek to come back. Uh, Kente, uh, if he stays. Uh, Emerson. Callum. Uh, uh, Pulisic didn't even play today. That's a £68 million player. I mean, cut. Oh, I mean, Matt, do you know what? Going forward, right, I'll agree with you, but, yeah, but defensively, also, your midfield yeah. defensively, when you play against... Wolves are really poor today, trust me. They were so passive, it was embarrassing. They're rubbish anyway. No, they're not. Rubbish they're, club. No, they're, they're a decent club. Wolves are a decent uh, side. Well, I actually thought they'd give you problems today. Tell me how many trials they've won in the last 15 years. They Matt, they haven't had your money. There's a complete <laughs> difference. It is very, very true. Nuno Espirito Santo has got to look over his shoulder right now because his job is going to be in jeopardy if results carry on the way they are. Is there any sympathy because of the fact that you're battling with playing in Europe as well and you had a lot of fixtures? I, blame, I do not blame our European exploits for the slump in performances and in form and in results. Okay. I blame the fact that he's constantly asset stripping and when I say asset stripping he is getting rid of players that I rate very highly and I've become increasingly irate that he's getting rid of the flair players. For example, Elba Costa, Ivan Cavallero, Benicophobi, and I've also heard in the grapevine that he's got rid of one of the most promising youngsters in the Wolves Youth Academy setup, in um, Niall Ellis. And all he's doing right now is flooding his midfield with defensive minded players. And he's even got Ruben Nevers playing so deep. He's playing as an extra defender. And we're totally devoid of Flair in that vital cog of the midfield engine room. And it leaves the likes of Raul Jimenez and the excellent Diego Jota isolate the front. And also, he has shown a marked reluctance in wanting to play Adame Triori. He only plays Adame Triori so that Adame Triori can compromise his style when he's filling in for Matt Doherty when Matt Doherty either picks up an injury or illness out 
a wing back. Mm-hmm. Adama Traore is not a wing back, Nuno Espirito Santo. Adama Traore does his best work when he's terrorising the opposition. What do you think about that, Darren? Um, to be fair, I just think that um, potentially that... I always, I, I did think Wolves would be doing better than they they would be this season. I thought after what they did last season, um, I fully expected them to kick on again. But it's this European curse again. I mean, I know he's saying it's not anything to do with that, and it's the team selection. He's playing players out of position, but people don't understand, especially that Europa League. You play that many games that it takes a toll on the squad, and mm. unless you've got a massive, massive squad, which I don't think Wolves have, it's going to take a toll. But I think it's coming to the, the stage which is crazy to say so early that Wolves need to maybe go one way or the other they need to prioritise staying in the Premier League or this Europa run and for me they need to obviously prioritise their league form because at the minute not to win one game this season is surprising because I thought they'd be doing a lot better uh, Stay there Kevin I just want to bring Dean in because at the moment it's conceding goals that is a huge huge problem isn't it for Wolves? Uh, it is, yeah. I mean, Kevin, very very passionate I think mm. about how obviously Wolves have, have started the season and actually um, you know, within that rant, he's got a point. There, there was a lot of flair players that have been, you know, been sort of shunted out the door at, at Wolves, which did surprise me, actually, um, especially with how well they were doing and the thoughts of getting into the Europa League. You want as big a squad as, as possible and certainly them attacking, attacking players. But come on, he's got you promoted from the Championship. You're now in Europe, which notoriously all clubs struggle with, especially at the starts of season. Just a little bit of calm needed, I think. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, because we're a massive club. We are a massive club. We're a much bigger club than what most people realise. And and uh, we can't afford to be letting our standards drop. We've been starved of success with with virtually over 40 years of hurt. Our last major trophy was the League Cup. Mm-hmm. Beating Nottingham Forest in the 1980 League Cup. Okay, Kevin, what would you what would you do then? Do you want Nuno out? Is that what you're saying? Well, I'm afraid with the way things are actually going, he needs to go because he isn't going to change. Don't forget that his mentor, his Jose Mourinho, he played under him. He played under Jose, Jose Mourinho for crying out loud. All he knows is Jose Mourinho's methods. Did he you, doesn't know any other way. Did you feel like this last season, did you, when you finished, what, was it seventh? I was elated at our final position last season, but I felt that we could have done even better. Look what happened in the FA Cup semi-final. Look what happened in that. He took off his best player, Diego Jota, in that match when we were holding just a a precarious 2-1 lead. And look what happened in the end. We ended up getting knocked out. All right, Kevin, thank you very much for your call. Please go and open a window and just let some of that helium out of the room because your voice has really hit the ceiling there. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. What an amazing, amazing performance for, for Norwich and, a, and an amazing result really for them. Just came at the right time as well. I wonder how much that will propel them forward this season. Let's go to the other side of the camp then. Let's speak to Roger. He's a Manchester City fan. Um, where do you think it went wrong today, Roger? Uh, well, simple, Otamendi. Uh, I mean, uh, any Premier League striker right now who saw that performance, they must be licking their fingers. I mean, Troy Deeney, De Lefeu, uh, like for next week and obviously Shakhtar Donetsk now and the uh, Midweek, I think, you know, having been obviously at uh, Madrid's testimonial midweek, I think Julian Lescott would be a better option right now to play at centre back. Um, I mean, it was, I mean, like in my whole uh, time of watching football, I think I've never seen such a bad performance of a of a of a centre back. Uh, I mean, uh, you can't knock uh, Stones or Zinchenko; they were okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that was the biggest problem. But then obviously what we saw as well is uh, I think De Bruyne was really missing in the first half. I thought when he came on um, straight away, Norwich kind of went back about you know, 10 yards uh, and he was the kind of go-to man. Um, so I think these two things, um, but obviously, you know, don't, uh, you know, don't get me wrong, uh, Norwich, uh, fantastic work rate. I thought that both fullbacks were absolutely outstanding. Um, because they covered uh, Bernardo and Sterling, um, you know, fantastically. Um, but um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe we should uh, loan Otamendi out uh, to the Championship or League One. I don't know. Uh, he might be helpful there. But uh, yeah, it was abysmal. Question for you, Darren. Yep. Should Pep be playing his strongest side? So that means Kevin De Bruyne in there and not prioritising Champions League. Or do you think City fans actually would? would not mind not winning the Premier League this season if it meant they won the Champions League. Yeah, I think they'd like to preferably win the, the Champions League, mm. but obviously who am I to tell Pep what team to select? But for me, well, I He play... does listen, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would play De Bruyne week in, week out for me. I mean, he's, I think he's one of the best players in the Premier League, if not the best. Uh, he's integral to everything they do, get him getting on the ball, and as I said, he, he takes them up another level. But I, I don't even think with him starting from the beginning, you, you can't... Take away the defensive lapses. I think that's not what that's not what's cost the City today. Not, it's not like they've not created chances because they've had mm. chances to get themselves back in. I mean, I've had so many shots. They've created opportunities and have not taken them. It's been great saves from the goalkeeper as well. Mm. But I just think it was the defensive side. I think that let City down today. As we said, a set play, like, practically a free header. Then I think it was John Stones trying to play offside when Otamendi had dropped a little bit, and then Pukki bent him behind the run. And then also the last one, Otamendi's dilly dallying on it not really doing much with it. It gets intercepted. It goes to Pukki and he puts it in the net. So as I said, yeah, I'd played De Bruyne. Every single minute of not every minute of every game, but I think certainly I'd start him in, in more games than not. But as I said today, it wasn't that that cost him, it was just a defensive lapses. Roger, do you think this is just a temporary blip for Manchester City or more of a, a long term problem that you're going to have this season? Um, I think, um, you know, uh, we just have to, you, you know, go back now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, we lost one game now. I think 
Um, you know, obviously, like last season, we lost against you know Palace and, and Leicester, and then all of a sudden we went on a massive run and obviously won the Premier League uh, in front of a very very strong um, Liverpool team. So, um, you know, I'm pretty sure they'll go back. You know, discuss things. Um, Fernandinho will come into uh, um, your defence um, and um, I'll play with uh, John Stones. Um, uh, well, hopefully next game. But um, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't obviously. Uh, yeah, kind of, uh, you know, take too much into that. I mean, obviously, it's a massive loss. Uh, obviously, a huge boost for Liverpool. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, just, just uh, you know, stay calm and obviously go into the next game. Well, I've got Pep Guardiola alongside me. Pep, what was your assessment of your team's performance today? Well, congrats, congrats for, from Norwich. Uh, Bournemouth, we concede more chances than today. Uh, we, we make some mistakes so in that level always punish us we create chances especially in the second half and uh but uh you know so we lost the game and and improved from here it seemed like all the momentum was with you after sergio aguero scored but to concede that goal five minutes after half time was, was a really poor time to concede oh yeah we know it so uh, I had the feeling uh, Norwich has a very good team. They have so offensive, they had the personality to play, and uh, we knew it. We spoke about that. As international breakaway is always is, is tricky, but I think we play this and we run incredible. But sometimes you know the strikers or the people in front no score a goal. Sometimes the people up front don't defend what we have to do. Uh, sometimes the, the build-up is not good. Sometimes you make him send the bad football. Is sometimes in, in Tottenham we should. 28 or 30 times, I don't know how many in target, they scored just two goals and they arrived two times and scored two goals. So Bournemouth arrived more time and they didn't score and we could score. So it's that, but no from here. So in that level, in the high, high competition, the you mistakes always you are be punished and you have to know exactly what you have to do. I'd just like to comment on um, the, the defence, obviously we're shipping goals left, right and centre. I cannot for the life of understand why we'd let Mangala go and keep someone like Stones. Do you know what I mean? He, mm. he, he's, he's consistently sort of poor. Uh, Mangala, you know, I remember Chelsea on his debut, he was absolute class. So I don't understand why I would let him go. It's, it's a tough one with John Stones because I, I, it does seem that he's, he's not, not developing is probably the wrong word to use, but you keep seeing the same mistakes that game after game after game and I, I, did, I did question yeah. at the times when Manchester City obviously they, their new company was leaving um, which was I think was a big a bigger blow than I think people thought because they kind of thought to themselves well he's not playing every week so maybe this is his time but we saw the latest last stages of last season how much of an effect he had but I think the moment Laporte went down is when people started to worry and think well how's his defence going to look I think we're starting to see it now because there's no organisation back there I think there's no real lit characters back there I think when company was there there was a leader and even Laporte when he plays there's a kind of a leader there and someone who's an organisation whether that be set plays or just in general plan I think at the moment that's lacking so what Guardiola is going to do now I'm not quite sure because you said oh, today especially Norwich didn't have, that's probably the worst thing that Norwich didn't have to work for their goals they were kind of given to them How worried are you Ethan? It's only five games in or something like that but are you concerned that this is going forward yeah, going to be massive yeah. I think we, we need to be looking at bringing in players you know hmm. Richard Dunn was, was solid um, I see him on BT I mean he, he could do a job Companies, obviously uh, a manager he could definitely do a job we've got to start bringing some you know some experience through you had previous callers on talking about um, company missing and there's two international centre halves in their side I can't see how you can use that as an excuse um we had a game plan, we stuck to it. We had three chances, we scored three goals. So, you know, 
we've got how many centre-halves out and 11 players missing today. Daniel, considering all the injuries and the fact you're playing against one of the best sides in the world, where does this rank for you in terms of achievements in your managerial career? Yeah, it's a special night without without any doubt and, and a big win and we all can be can be proud and um, but I wouldn't interpret too much on it. It was just one of 38 games and uh, even in this game we just get three points so it's it's totally loud for, for our fans, for our supporters, yeah, for our key people, even for the players to celebrate today a bit but we will stay calm. We know that we have to focus uh, further on and all the topics will be and all the tasks will be uh, will be difficult in the future for that. A special night and you have to value this, you have to enjoy this because otherwise you will lose your motivation if you don't do this uh, but uh, don't interpret too much in it How much character and bravery does it take to play that style of football in your own half when Man City one of the best pressing sides in the world the likes of Aguero Sterling in the box the players still play with great confidence we need bravery today, we need uh, togetherness, we need spirit and uh, belief in ourselves and stick to, to, to our principles and even if we had less possession um, than uh, in different uh, other games, so then to stay mentally strong, to still believe, okay, when there are these moments, when you are in possession, then you have to use it in order to create chances against them and this is exactly what we did and I uh, can remember two or three other good scenes where we could create even more out of it. Timo had another brilliant chance, Todd Cantwell had the chance to, to play a finishing pass to him as well in the second half, so we created not only three goals but also a few other chances and this was the key today because just if you just try to be there with a clean sheet then you have no chance against Man City but uh, in general also our defending was uh, was quite well today and yeah it was a, was a pretty uh, well-rounded performance and we're all happy. Just finally for me, how much confidence is this going to give you and your side in your, your battle to stay in this division? It's going to be tough but when you beat one of the best sides in the world that must give you so much hope. Yes, a lot of confidence but also a lot of um, uh, yeah motivation for the for the mood because it shows when you stick together when you are brave when you're together when you're one unity and and with a strong mentality and a really good spirit then you have a chance in each and every game and this is what we take out of this game game day your verdict on talk sport it felt to me like the season almost starts from here today first part of the season you beat Villa at home and then it was a bit kind of like what's going on off the field was dominant it really felt today watching you season starts now um, yeah, you can you can say you can say that you know obviously it was a, an emphatic win and dominant win as well to get the to get the four goals at home. But um, you know we've had some we've had some good starts to the season. We've had a, we've had some mixed spells. You know obviously the Newcastle game wasn't good enough. Um, but you know we come here at home and today we said but we want to go out there and make a statement. We want to completely dominate the team and show exactly what we're about and you know completely suffocate the side and and today I think we've done that you know we didn't give Palace any kind of chance to breathe any chance to to feel like they're in the game and you know the the, the early goal really helped us as well and I thought we were fantastic today. Does it help Harry Kane the fact that if he doesn't score you know someone like Hummin Son is and, and I thought his two goals they were in their own different way terrific Toby's ball for the first one and the, the volley for the second. Yeah I mean you know everybody contributes more than just you know, especially the front the front players, especially more than just goals. You know, they and assists. You know, they they work hard, they press. They the first and foremost, the first the most important thing is that they work hard for the team, and then obviously their quality uh, shines through that, and they and they get their goals and their assists. But I think everybody today, you know, it was all it was all in sync. We 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 pressed well, we defended well, we we attacked well, and, and I think today it was uh, clinically we were we were we were perfect today. Olympiacos coming up in midweek, the start of another Champions League campaign. Shall I put myself in for the final? 
Well, it's early days, but it's um, no. Look, we've got confidence, obviously, from from the last run last year. We have uh, we had a good side, uh, you know, a good run and, uh, and some good games, and hopefully we can we can do that same same thing this year and, and win. But you know, it's going to be a tough game going there. It's uh, you know that they're, they're no they're no difficult side to no, the easy side to play against. They're going to be very tough. So um, we're going to go out there. We're going to we're going to go we're obviously full of confidence after today, and, and hopefully we can we can get a, we can get a win. And finally, you've given Liverpool and City a little bit of a start at the top of the table, but the the word from Spurs today is that we're back, yeah? Of course, yeah. You know, that we was our mentality has never been gone. We've always had the same mentality. Um but I think, you know, today just the way that we, we played and you know the energy that we come with is that's that's you know that's what we're about and, and um today we was excellent and, and hopefully we can build on that and get some momentum. We got barnstormed from the start of the game. I thought the way they played in the first fifteen to twenty minutes of the game was was really very good. The intensity, the pace, the power. And not least of all, of course, the quality of the passing and the quality of the finishing. So, you know, when you when you come up against that and we conceded the early goal, which is something we definitely didn't want to do, and then you can see two in very close succession. At 3-0 during the start, during the middle of the half, we, we are staring down the barrel of a gun. We're going to find it very, very difficult to come back from that. And unfortunately, there was no let-up from the Spurs side until maybe the second half when they were quite entitled to maybe step down a gear or two because they were comfortable in having secured the victory and we had to work hard even in the second half to make certain they didn't aggravate the score. Very unlike your teams, because as I put in my preview day, you won it in the last two years, you won at Anfield, at City, at United, you won everywhere in the top six bar here. Mm. And you came here today and, and as you say, you were barnstormed in the first half. Can you put your finger on why? Not really, I mean... Um, we will have to accept the criticism that we didn't start the game well enough, that we didn't show the right intensity, that we didn't win enough challenges and, you know, we didn't do well enough stopping them scoring the goals they scored. You know, that, that's a, a fact of life. But it's not so easy just to, you know, put that down to the fact as one or two people have tried to say, well, you were missing a couple of players or, you know, your players didn't have the right attitude before the game. I don't think that's really the case. I think it's more a case that we weren't able to produce anything like the form that we would have liked to have shown and we ran into a Tottenham team that really came out playing their very best football and when they play their very best football, you know, we know they're one of the top teams in the country. You don't get to Champions League finals if you don't have that sort of ability that they showed today uh, and we weren't good enough, certainly in the first half, to to prevent them from showing that ability. Finally, from me, how do you get back on the bike, so to speak, next week at home to Wolves? How do you how do you get the players' mentality and attitude right for Selhurst next Saturday? Well, that's up to them. I mean, the fact is, we will be doing the work we always do. We'll be making the same demands on them as we we always do, and of course, we'll be encouraging them to make certain that they learn any lessons that are there to be learned from this defeat. And then they put that behind them because you can't you can't change results that have already happened. You can only affect results that are like to happen in the future. And we'll be giving them all the right advice in that respect. But it's up to them as well now to to take stock of the performance, to ask questions of themselves. You know, did I do enough? You know, was my uh, approach to the game as it should be? Did I do all the things that we as a team agreed and, and tried to set out to do? And having learnt the lesson, make certain it doesn't happen again. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. It was obviously a tough game, but I think every game is, isn't it? There's no easy games. Uh, 
but it's obviously positive. To, you know, I think we've gone two and a half years now at Anfield in the league without losing, and we've won the last 14 league games on the on the bounce. But you know, uh, you've just got to carry on knocking the wins off, and I think they've got that mentality. I think you can see that now. Uh, they don't panic if they go down. Um, they're quite comfortable in their possession. Uh, they've got the threats all over the pitch, and uh, they, they just look a mature team now. I don't know what, how you see it. Well, um, let me tell you about it. I saw the game and we had commentary of it, Tony. You know, Liverpool have conceded four goals in the five games this season. I wouldn't say it's a source of concern, but if you aren't going to win the title, it, that might well be the reason. Yeah, I mean, if you want to look at it that way, you can do, obviously. But I think most people would look at it that Liverpool have just won 14 league games on the spin. I mean, obviously, people have got to look for some sort of um, flaw, you might say, but I just think that they're just a you know, very well-oiled machine now. I think I'm, no, I'm just, I'll tell you what I'm doing, I didn't mean to be negative. I, no, no, I'm yeah. looking at why Liverpool and Man City might be separated at the end of the season. It was very good towards the end of the game and obviously you came back from 1-0 down, but tell me what you thought when Jetro Williams smashed in that goal after seven minutes. Nothing, because that's exactly what happens if you don't play the play the game you want to play. If you, we, we, we let them set the or we, 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 we adapted to their tempo. That makes no sense because five for one system is, is made for a low tempo. And if you pass around and you always have nine players in front of you, you think okay, that's not too cool. Um, and so you have to to speed up in the right moments. You have to find the right gaps. You have to be more lively. You have to 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 accelerate in the right moments and so many things. So we arrived in that game after 25 minutes, not not after the, the goal we conceded. We needed still half minutes. We were not nervous, that's good, but uh, we needed a bit longer to find our feet then finally. But when we did that, then it was really good. Then we played really good football, scored one fantastic goals, mm. and second half played few pieces of football, which are very nice to watch. What do you put that slumberous start down to? It's not a slumber start. It's that it, we, we always have um, the challenge uh, that the boys play for different countries and not all for the same country, and they have different things to do. They one are defending differently, the other are attacking differently. They are no machines. We cannot. We, we have two days to. By the way, mm. our way, we do it like this, and opponents Newcastle, and not whatever Germany or, or, or whatever. And that's the that's the the challenge for all of us. And so it's normal that you that you need a bit time to adapt. In a perfect world, we would do that before the game, and sometimes you need the game. And today we needed the game. So how is it? I was not. I was angry about. I saw what happened, and then we, we tried to change a um, couple of things with a few devices in half time again with um, three situations. I think we showed, and um, so then it's not easy, not easy, but easier. And um, the boys did well, and so we won the game, and that well deserved. You decided to leave Roberto Firmino on the bench today, but it was only 38 minutes before he ended up having to come on for Divock Origi. We'll find out about him in just a second, but the impact of Firmino. Could you just tell us what you thought? Yeah, yeah it was in training it was clear that he does need a break, but that's always like this. You, in the best way, you, you, you do the... You do the Make a change when the player is not already injured. So we have to, we need to try to be sensible in, in moments. Um, and that's what it was today. They flew around the world, mm. played in very difficult circumstances. He played, he I think, LA, both games. It? Yeah. He was in LA, wasn't he? Miami and LA. So Miami's in warmer, so it's um, not, it's not a holiday. So it's really tough. No, that was the reason. That was the only reason why we, why we thought about it, but we knew when we can bring him whenever we need him. And um, so that's what we did. And with Diffitz, um, it was unlucky the situation. It was very early in the game on the sideline, mm. and he twisted his ankle there, but could carry on. That Then he felt it a bit too much. So um, 
hopefully it's not too serious. That would be really good. I think there's a big grief problem going in the squad right now. Uh, went to the game today, was in the cup. I feel like possibly, just possibly, Mane and Saleh have a little bit of problem under tension that people aren't seeing. Without Bobby in that squad, we're, we're, we're a bang average side. And I think that people may be overthinking that five points is a big lead over the sea. Mm-hmm. With their squad depth, with the way they're moving, I think that maybe, just maybe, we're in the mix, but we're not, we're not just there. And I think that a lot of the people ringing into your show are uh, a little bit deluded and think that, all right, we won the Champions League. We won that maybe we're in the Premier League, but we're not at that size just yet. Level-headed, uh, level-headed, Darren. I mean, Darren, what do you think about that? But he mentions Firmino, the importance of Firmino. Start with Divock Origi tonight. He obviously went off injured. Firmino comes on and things look a lot different. Is he the glue that holds it all together at Liverpool? Yeah, it seems so. I mean, I had this discussion in the week about who was a better number nine, Harry Kane or, or mm. Firmino, and I said Harry Kane, but on the evidence... Change of the way, your mind. <laughs> no, I've not changed my mind, but <laughs> I just think Firmino at the minute is playing really well, and he probably is the glue that holds them two together. But I, what I will say is I think the reason why people say Manchester City fans for instance are thinking not even so much Manchester City fans but people are thinking oh it's crisis at Manchester City is because of the former Liverpool mm-hmm. I think because Liverpool at the moment look unstoppable in their winning game they're not just like drawing or picking up points they're winning games consecutive winning win and win win I think it just seems like they're not going to slow down anytime soon so I think even though we said early on the season you just can't see where Liverpool are going to drop points at the minute and I think that's why Manchester City fans are a little bit like well you know what, the, the title might be over already after so early because I know it's only five points, but as I said, it just doesn't look like Liverpool slowing down anytime soon. What did you think, Aaron, of the, of the signings that you made over the summer? Because there was one criticism that perhaps you didn't strengthen enough, but at the moment, I mean, you sort of mentioned it a little bit, haven't you? At the moment, it looks like those signings are enough just to keep you in there with Alisson out injured and Adrian actually coming in and, and, and playing well. Just possibly. I'd say that we've been saved with, with the uh, with the keeper who's, who's given us a lot of uh, he's given us a lot of talent. I'd say that we spent a lot of money last year. It's probably saved us this season. You know, uh, I, I feel like Klopp gets a lot of uh, he gets a lot of lot of chat this year. Maybe thinking, you know, the fans saying he's not spent a lot of money, but I feel like he has strengthened the squad. And I feel like our, our strength does lie from the, you know the squad chemistry, the way that we lie, and the way that we move. However, I do feel a lot of the a lot of the talk is on the show. I don't know if if you agree that. Um, Firmino is our, our link in the triangle. Without him, we, we do lack a lot of uh, a lot of strength. Game day, the biggest football league in the world. Game day, your verdict on Talk Sport. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds, we set them. Form guides, we've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply.